Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is perception? How does your perception work? There's a lot that we perceive. Our body and mind are constantly working behind the scenes to help perceive reality. And so to organize this mess of information, the process of perception our body and mind goes through is called sensory transduction, which is when you take sensory information from the environment and convert it into relevant signs and signals that can be passed through the nervous system. This process involves specialized receptors in each of our senses, as well as neurons in both our central and peripheral nervous systems that can send and receive information. Perception is, then, the process of information extraction, recognition, and identification. To perceive something means that you take some information from your immediate reality, you categorize it in your mind, and you might even be able to name what it is or ask further about it. Sensory transduction is key to our ability to experience and interact with the world around us. And there are a few places where you extract information from. You can extract information from outside of your body through exteroceptors. External information comes in the form of light and sound. So your extraction method would be your eyes and ears. You can extract information from the inside of your body through interoceptors. These deep senses are kinesthetic, so body position and motion related. Static and vestibular, like balance, rotation, and acceleration. And organic receptors that maintain regular organic functions like nourishment and sexual activity. And you can extract information from proprioceptors, or near-body senses like tactile information, which is warmth and cold and pain stimulation as well as chemical senses of taste and smell. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Perception beyond these scientific distinctions is the ability to gain an understanding of the environment and events through the use of our senses. We perceive because we must make sense of the world around us. There are dangerous environments across every street, risks around every corner, and our perception is the key to observing and possibly navigating the perils we might face. Most of the stress your body and mind experience are built upon your perception. If you're camping in a remote region and the night is peaceful, your perception is that everything is great, and you're likely to be stress-free. If you hear a noise in the woods or behind a shrubbery, though you know there is no threat or danger, you will continue to feel stress-free and might imagine a little woodland creature or bird that is causing the sound. On the other hand, if your perception is that a threatening bear or mountain lion is the cause of the noise, you will perceive danger, perceive a need to react, and run or hide. In this manner, your perception is a precursor to your reaction of the sound. Said differently, how you perceive events will shape how you react to your environment. This means that perception is not based in objective reality, that it's actually all in your head. 
Now, research has shown that the highest correlating element to living a long and healthy life, a life with a long health span, is to live with less stress. Easier said than done. Though, if we know that we perceive first and then react, perhaps we can take advantage of the moment between our perception and reaction. Perhaps we can influence how we react. Your stress levels can be affected by perception insofar as how you interpret and react to events. Negative perceptions, such as those of danger or uncertainty, are more likely to trigger us into fight-flight or freeze mode, which then leads to increases in cortisol and other physiological markers of stress. Positive perceptions, such as safety and security, tend to have the opposite effect on your body's stress response. Good to know this, though you are not always in control of your environment. Actually, you are mostly not in control of your environment. So how can we influence our perception if we cannot control our environment? How do we control our perception to always create a safe, compassionate, and encouraging space? Like any muscle, it needs to be flexed a lot. If you want to become better at performing push-ups, you get on the floor and practice. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. And if you can't do a push-up today, you can do a modified push-up with your knees on the ground. If not that, you can do some 15 to 20 pound weights on a bench press. The point here is that you need to practice managing your perception in order to easily and fluidly change how you perceive the world. If you grew up in a house with a lot of conflict, you might have a heuristic, a thought progression and pattern of thinking where you quickly perceive arguments are always conflicts that will blow out of proportion. If you're not used to conflicts, your perception of them could make you feel uncomfortable. They could make you think that the conflict is inappropriate and needs to be dealt with elsewhere. Or perhaps your perception is that conflicts are bad and there won't be any resolution anyway, so don't, don't do it. These things are simply good to note. Ask yourself, how do I perceive conflicts in communication? How well do you imagine you might perceive the world while in conflict? Is everything annoying or frustrating? How does that change the way you react to the rest of the world when you're in a conflict? And conflict here is synonymous with elevated stress levels. We've spoken about this before, the different types of stress. Eustress, hypostress, hyperstress, and distress. Eustress is a good thing that motivates you. Hypostress is underwhelming, like boredom. Hyperstress is dealing with a mountain of work. And distress is like that existential stress. If you're in hyperstress, a stress you experience when you have too many responsibilities and you are unable to adapt or cope with the multiple tasks at hand, how do you perceive the world? How do you perceive each individual task which you would have no problem with on its own? The ABC model of stress is A plus B equals C. A is equal to an action or activating event. B is equal to the behavior or beliefs in response to A. And C equals the consequences of A plus B. The only piece of this equation you have control over is B, your behavior and beliefs. This is your perception. An example of using the ABC model 
is that a person is fired from their job. And their belief is now, because they're out of a job, it will be challenging to get another one. And the bills are starting to pile up, and they'll have to change their spending habits. The consequences of this belief is that their stress levels will rise and rise and rise, and they might move from hyperstress to distress. It's not always easy to change your perception if you haven't practiced it before. So one way to change your perception of this particular event, being fired from a job, is to hold the belief that you were unhappy with the job anyway. And so this is an opportunity to find a job that you do like. Maybe you considered quitting at some point, and so them firing you was the fates telling you that this is the right thing. This was the logos telling you to get a move on it. There is something called the Pidgemillion effect, which refers to the fact that people, often children, students, or employees, usually live up to what is expected of them, and they tend to do better when treated as if they're capable of success. In one famous study by Robert Rosenthal in 1963, an elementary classroom was given IQ tests, and Rosenthal randomly picked a select group of students that were expected to be academic bloomers. He then observed how the teachers and other students interacted with these bloomers, and at the end of the study, he issued another IQ test to the classroom. This time, the IQ tests of the bloomers and the control students showed a difference. The students that were randomly selected and labeled as academic bloomers scored higher than that of the controlled group of students. What is important to note here is that it is not solely the perception of the teachers and the control group of students who perceive the academic bloomers as different. It is the teachers' continued interaction with the academic bloomers that adds and reinforces through interaction more opportunities to learn, more opportunities to practice, more personalized engagement. And all of these things then mix and lead to the end result. The fascinating aspect of this is that it starts with perception. The slave-turned-philosopher Epictetus said that you should never say of anything, I have lost it, but say, I gave it back. Has your child died? It was given back. Has your wife died? She was given back. Has your estate been taken from you? Was not this also given back? But you say, he who took it from me is wicked. What does it matter to you through whom the giver asked it back? As long as he gives it to you, take care of it, but not as your own. Treat it as passerbys treat an inn. To Epictetus, whom for much of his life he had nothing, everything was a gift that one day might be taken away again. What stops us from living from a place of tranquility like this? It's our perception, and only our perception. If you were told over and over and over again by friends and family that something cannot be accomplished, you will begin to believe it. You will not even attempt to take action because your perception is the limiter. And if you believe you can accomplish anything, if you believe that discipline, intention, consistency, are what aid you through your journey, well then, where will you set your limits?
And what can you think of now in your life today that is a perception holding you back? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.